follow people in the space that do the things we want to be doing and we try to learn and grow from them. And I was doing that and I was posting the way they posted and talking the way they talked. And looking back, it's like I was really trying to fit into a box of what I thought the industry was doing. And now that I'm actually in the space, all I do now is just be myself. And I see now that that's what those other quote influencers were doing. I just assumed they were all following some imaginary guideline that I didn't have access to. Welcome to Make Bank with Marie Wold. I'm Marie, and for the last decade, I've been helping women set and hit unrealistic goals while building their definition of a rich life. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered discussions about personal development, entrepreneurship, wellness, confidence, wealth building, relationships, and so much more. We're creating our dream lives together, and I'm so glad you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone. I am so, so pumped for this episode. We have my friend Bree Hall, who is a social influencer and style entrepreneur based in Kansas City, Missouri. On Instagram and TikTok, she shares a peek into her life and her closet through realistic outfit ideas, her favorite foods and beauty products, her opinion on the latest trends, where she's traveling next. And in her business, Bree Hall Style, she also helps other people determine their unique style, simplify their closets and find confidence. And so I'm so excited for her to be sharing all of her best style tips and confidence tips with us today. So thanks for being here, Brie. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So we met through our mutual friend, Chloe, who has now been on the show a couple of times. And the first time you and I ever met, we like spent three hours in the car together immediately, (laughs) which as an introvert, like that's not usually how I meet people for the first time, but we got along really well. And for the people who didn't get like the crash course on who Brie is, what Brie does, can you just tell us a bit of like the origin story and then how you ended up becoming a stylist and like a fashion blogger and growing your audience? Yeah, for sure. So I want to, when I was thinking about this and like my story, I want to preface it with saying like, I have known in my gut I was meant to be doing this or something along these lines for a really long time. But like, how does one do it, right? Like, even when it comes to like starting a business, I'm sure that's a question you hear all the time is like, well, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And really, it's just a ton of trial and error, or at least in my experience. So I tried. This job like didn't exist when we were younger. Right, right, right. Exactly. (laughs) When I even think back to like, 2017, I really wanted to be talking and working in fashion and style, but my natural talents have always been in storytelling. And in my professional career, corporate career, that looked like, you know, writing. And so I was like, oh, I'll blog. And I was blogging like actual long form blogging and trying to make it work in the social media space that hadn't grown to what it is today. And so I just like flop after flop after flop. And so I tried it time and time again, failed a handful of times. And I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Fast forward to 2020, the whole world was, we were all locked in our houses and I, like most people downloaded TikTok to keep myself entertained. And it was, I will never forget this. It was October of 2020, I was like, I had enough of not having a creative outlet, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I set a goal 
that starting October 1st of 2020. And I've only told like 10 people this story. I set a goal to post 365 times in 365 days. And that could be on TikTok, Instagram. I think at the time I even said like Facebook, but I'm never, I don't engage on Facebook really anymore. But the goal was just to start sharing. And I wanted to share, you know, outfits I was wearing and the way I was putting together outfits and why style was so important to me. But I love dancing. I grew up dancing. My mom's a dance instructor. And so TikTok was just like a really easy outlet for me to do this. So I started this goal and I knew at the end of 365 days, I would either figure something out or I wouldn't. And my 10th post on TikTok went viral. And it was the first time I had talked in that platform about the ColourPop closet. And so thus ensues what we are now. And I, it was weird going from having, I literally had a thousand followers. And then two days later, I had 120,000 followers. Oh my God. I'm still waiting for my turn to go viral on TikTok. <laughs> I haven't like found my magic formula yet, but that's insane. It was nuts. And so suddenly I had people asking me about how do I put together outfits? What is a color palette closet? How did I start this? How can I help them? And I know that not every business happens that way, but it really did come from a place of trial and error and figuring out what worked. And suddenly I had an audience that wanted my help. And so that's really what kickstarted it. And now it's a lot of personal storytelling and still sharing those same things. Yeah. But it's, you know, it grows and changes literally every day. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how it works. Yeah. I love that you did share, though, that you like had blogged previously and like that felt like kind of flop after flop after flop because I think so many people, they like have something that they're passionate about or like want to do. And the first iteration of it like isn't successful. So then they assume that like they're not meant to do it and then like never pick it back up again. Right. So I think that's such a good reminder that like, maybe it's not that you're not meant to do it. Maybe it's just like the form of delivery or like the timing is just not right yet. Totally. And I remember so distinctly trying to, cause like, I'm sure you do this as well. We follow people in the space that do the things we want to be doing and we try to learn and grow from them. And I was doing that and I was posting the way they posted and talking the way they talked and looking back, it's like I was really trying to fit into a box of what I thought the industry was doing. And now that I'm actually in the space, all I do now is just be myself. And I see now that that's what those other quote influencers were doing. I just assumed they were all following some imaginary guideline that I didn't have access to. If it doesn't work one way, that doesn't mean it's not going to work. You just got to keep trying until you know, what feels right. And even then adapting and changing, like I think since October, 2020, my business and my platforms have changed constantly. And it's like, I'm always evolving and growing with what my audience likes and dislikes, but also like staying in tune with what's important to me. And I'm changing and growing every day. I feel like every month with my business and just my personal life, I'm just becoming more me. And like my style luckily plays a huge role in that. And I know it plays a huge, huge role in like my clients' lives. And so it's crazy. Yeah. How it evolves. It's cool that your business, like your goal to do this is not new, but like your business itself is newer. And I think 
similar to style, entrepreneurship is also kind of like holds up that like magnifying glass to your identity and like what you value and like what gives you energy versus what takes away your energy. And so, yeah, I can definitely see how like it feels like things are new things are coming to light all the time and like new things are arising. Well, especially you being on TikTok, like that's your biggest platform. So, and I feel like that's such a fast paced, like platform to be on. So yeah, you got to get on those trends quick or they're gone before you can even think twice. And I think that's my problem. I mean, it can be totally, I mean, social media and entrepreneurship in general, it's all consuming, but those of us who were truly made for it, like we thrive off of that, but it's also a beauty in like learning your boundaries with it too. Like I will take full weeks off of TikTok and Instagram and social media in general, where six months ago, I would be like, oh my God, I can't do that. I I can't. I have to be engaging all the time and answering questions all the time and serving all the time. And sometimes it's best for the people I'm talking to and working with and even just sharing with. I'm going to be my best self if I take this time away. So I'm going to step away. I'll come back. It'll be better. And I don't know. It's learning where to draw that line in Mm -hmm. your business has been hard for me, but yeah, worth it. It's hard, but I also have found over the years, like creating out of a place of like scarcity or like obligation, of course, like it might still hit and you might still get engagement, but like it doesn't have the same magic. Like, Like you don't get the same results from content that you're posting just because you feel like you should. Right. No, I totally agree. And it's natural as a business owner and, or even if you're just like a social in the social space as like a blogger or an influencer to feel the need and pressure to do that. Cause we're working for ourselves at this point. We want to be making money and growing, but also feeling meaningful in doing so. And so you just feel pressure from yourself at points, but sometimes it's like, yeah, taking a step back actually will probably serve you better in the long run. In my experience anyways, that's how it's been. Yeah. I'm excited to dive into more of your like style advice and like color palette closets. I think that makes you really unique in this space. But first I just am curious, what about like fashion and personal style made you want to like go this route with your business versus just kind of following the like popular model of just like making a living off of like your affiliate links and brand deals Mm -hmm. and like being more of like a pure influencer. Sure. Yeah. So when I was sharing on TikTok, it just became very evident that it was so much deeper than like what I'm wearing and what other people are wearing. And I knew that I just hadn't like thought of it that way before until people started talking to me about it in that way. And so I love working with people. I love being around people. I get energized by helping people. And so I just kind of started asking, well, like if, if I were to be able to help you, what would that look like? And I connected really closely with a few people that were engaging a lot with my content and I started doing consultations with those people and just talking with them and getting to know like, what are your frustrations with your closet? What does that look like? Why do you hate getting ready? And I think through that process, I learned that there are so many people out there that feel this and that either don't talk about it 
or they don't know how to get past it, or they think it's normal, right? I think clothes and fashion and style culture is so nuanced that like people we were we all think it's supposed to be one way, but we engage with it another way. And it's like, you feel bad if you do too much, you feel bad if you don't do enough. And it's like, how do you find that happy medium that feels right to you? And so I just wanted to help as many people as I could get to that point. Because once you're able to like figure out your style, which too is always evolving, just like business, like we said, but once you're able to get to that point of like, okay, this makes me feel good in all aspects of my life, this huge part of my life that I didn't even realize was a huge part of my life is now easier. Everything else is naturally easier. It's like, we all have to wake up and get ready. So why would that, would we want that part of the day to be frustrating or uncomfortable or I don't know, not right. And I think so many people feel that they just don't talk about it. It's like people aren't talking about it. I wanted to start the conversation about it. Yeah. I love that. I think it's a lot about it's it's parallel to like our relationship with food too, right? Like you mm-hmm. can't escape it. Like you have to eat every day. Same thing mm-hmm. like you have to get dressed every day. And so many people are just settling for like a mediocre at best relationship with their wardrobe. Right. And it's not serving them. They're like not showing up as confidently as they could. They're not like feeling right. good in their skin. For me, I went through like a really big period where I was like, I'm just wearing clothes out of like obligation based on like what I already own and like what fits me. But like, I'm not inspired to buy anything new. Not that you have to always be buying new things, but like my wardrobe wasn't working and I didn't know Mm -hmm. why. And it made me feel so just like blah. Like that Mm -hmm. was how I started the day every day. It was just like, well, I guess I'll wear this same like leggings and sweatshirt again, even though Mm -hmm. it doesn't like elevate my mood or do anything for me. Right. It's wild how much of an impact it can have on everything you do, which is mind blowing. But yeah. Well, okay. Something that I made that I think makes you stand out a lot from like other fashion bloggers, other style influencers, other than that you like offer specific services, like I said, is your framework of color palette closets. Can you explain like what exactly that means? Like give us the crash course. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I would love to. So a color palette closet is essentially building your closet based off of a handful of colors that you've picked or have worked with a stylist to determine. The sweet spot for me is eight colors. I've had clients who've had 10 or 11 because eight was not enough. I've had clients who've had literally five or six colors and it's really up to you, up to preference. It's meant to be a guide. It's not meant to be restrictive, but essentially you determine these colors that, you know, naturally complement you, which typically means that you already feel good in those colors because they accentuate your eyes or your skin tone or maybe your hair, or, you know, you might just feel really good. Like that is not a requirement. It doesn't have to quote match those things. Like if you have blue eyes, obviously we all know if you wear blue and you have bright blue eyes, your eyes are going to pop. Well, if you hate wearing blue, don't wear blue. Like it's not a requirement. And then it's taking everything out of your closet that aren't within those colors and then trying to only buy within those colors. And what it does is it really simplifies 
you know, the getting ready experience, it helps make it easier. The stuff in your closet more or less is going to go with one another, no matter what you're wearing or what you're getting ready for. When you go shopping, it's easier. The whole point of it is just to make your life easier. And even, you know, you can start with a color palette closet just to get a base and get your footing with building a better relationship with the getting ready process or the shopping process. And then if you want to add more colors back in, like say sweaters, you for whatever reason have an itch to have all different colors of sweaters, do it. Like that, at least you know now though that you have a really solid foundation to come back to on the days that you're running late or you're feeling overwhelmed or you just have no idea what you want to wear. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to go to this color because I know it boosts my mood or I'm going to wear this because I just feel really confident or like a badass when I put it on. So that's the whole point of it. I feel like this approach is kind of like similar to capsule wardrobe, but like yep. different and also like under like under the category of like kind of revolutionary because when we were growing up, I remember reading in magazines, like, if your body is this shape, wear this color, avoid this pattern, wear this type of clothes, never wear this thing. Like, it was very, like, if you look this way, you wear that, like, no exceptions, where I feel like Color Palette Closet is really about, like, what colors do you like? What colors do you feel good in? Like, what is unique to you? And then, like, once we go beyond just colors, like, identifying your personal style and not just making it so, like prescriptive and about like what you're supposed to wear and then I also feel like it's like counter to kind of like the fast fashion culture that we have now not that like not that having a color palette closet doesn't mean that you can't like over consume but I think like with how fast the trend cycle is now people reach for stuff that they just they think that they need in order to be on trend or like have the latest haul or whatever and they're buying like every color every pattern every everything nothing goes together and then they still end up like with nothing to wear right and a lot of times like that feeling of nothing to wear I have a closet full of clothes I can't even move my hangers because I have so many clothes in my closet but I I have nothing to wear I need to go shopping like that whole mindset is because we're distracted you're distracted in there. You can't even focus on figuring out what it is that you actually like in your closet because there's so much going on. And I think that's, you made a really good point is like something I like to ask my clients and honestly myself, it's a practice that I do whenever I go through my closet and purge it is like, why did I buy this? What was the reason behind this? But then also what's not clicking with it? Why doesn't this feel good for me anymore? Like I, it still happens when you have a color palette closet. It just happens way less because your shopping is more intentional. And to your point, fast fashion is really hard to avoid no matter who you are or what you're doing. But even now it's like, if I'm purchasing something or from somewhere that is considered a fast fashion brand, I try my damnedest to get every single wear out of that piece right. as I can. Right. And then I'm donating it or, you know, I'm selling it on my Poshmark or something like that. I'm not trying to promote. I just want people just to feel good in what they're buying and what they're wearing. And the easiest way in my mind was to do it with color. And 
doesn't work for everybody. Some people it doesn't, but if you don't even know where to start, why not? It can be like a really good starting point to try, you know? Yeah. I bet people are curious now, like what are your colors? Just to give them an example of like what a palette could be. Sure. So gosh, I haven't had to lift some off in a long time (laughs) in my closet. I have black and white, tan and light gray. I'm very specific about grays. I don't like wearing dark gray, which it took me a while to figure that out. Sounds silly, but a dark green, orange, red, and light blue are my colors. But I'm actually in a transitional period right now, which I haven't shared publicly at all. So this is kind of exciting. There's a color that I was really vibing with for like the last year, year and a half. And I don't have a ton of the color in my closet, but it was like, I added it because it felt right. I started buying stuff. I wore the color and now I'm like, this doesn't feel like me anymore. So I'm shifting it out and going back towards more of a neutral color instead. So yeah, that's natural. It happens. Colors change. But I would say, you know, I've had the neutrals in my closet, dark green and light blue have been part of my closet since I did this in, I think it was 2015 is when the first time I did it. And the other colors have kind of transitioned. Like I, when I started, I think I had burgundy and now I'm like, what, what, <laughs> why did I do that? But I remember having like a couple sweaters and a shirt that were that color. So I was like, oh, we'll go with it. So yeah, those are my colors. Right now. Yeah. I think it's so interesting how different colors, like I used to be obsessed with like burgundy stuff too. And now I don't have anything burgundy. Like I just stopped wearing it and I don't know. It's just so interesting how our tastes change like so gradually that we don't even realize it. And then one day we look back and we're like, oh. Right. Right. It's Who was she? <laughs> oh, man. I When the time comes to share this, I should for sure pull up like a before – like me in 2018 even. And me now are two very different people. And it's crazy. But And I used to – I look back and I'm like, wow, why did I do that? Why did I wear that? But it's like, I had to go through that to get to where I am now. And I'm still more me now than ever. So yeah, I think there has to be a level of experimentation of like literally trying stuff on to figure out like, oh, that didn't feel like me. Like even if you can admire that style on someone else or like think that someone else's outfit is super cool, but like you put it on yourself and you're like, hmm just not the vibe. <laughs> right. I that's so funny you say that because I am obsessed with midi dresses and skirts. Like they I think they're so elegant. I love the style. I love the trend and I have a handful of midi dresses and skirts, but I am starting to think actually I tried one on last night for a dinner and I'm starting to think it's something that I should just appreciate from a distance <laughs> because I'm five foot two. It doesn't hit me the way that I think it should. I'm never super confident when wearing these outfits and I'm trying to practice what I preach. And so, yeah, that's one thing that I'm like, I'm obsessed with the style, but I don't think it's for me. 
that and like peplum tops. I think they're so cute. And the people that can pull them off, like wear them so well. I'm not one of those people. So I just appreciate it from afar. Yeah. I I think there's like so much wisdom in that. Like I love that, (laughs) but it's, it's just not for me, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta buy the peplum top and then never wear it and realize like, oh, just wasn't meant to be. Right. And I mean, that too, like has come with experience. Like I, after the pandemic, it's hard because a lot of places don't let you try on clothes in store anymore. But I have gotten real comfortable with trying on everything before I buy it and returning things. I don't know why people, it's so hard for people to return things. And I'm like, you know, you're never going to wear that. Why don't we just take it back and get your money to, if you want to spend the money, spend on something you're actually going to wear. But yeah, it's, yeah important. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that color palette closet, like it sounds like the core is really about intentionality and just like taking a beat to really decide if a piece of clothing is something that is really going to serve you. And I think it's a really good kind of remedy to, like I said, how like fast a trend cycle moves and how like impulsively we sometimes buy clothing so how do you approach because I feel like when I go to your page your TikTok like you still very much dress on trend but not necessarily super trendy if that makes sense so like how do you kind of have that balance of like being current but not being so trendy that you wear something one time right so I just like you said, I'm really, really intentional when it comes to shopping. It takes a long time to teach yourself a process or figure out a process that works for you when it comes to shopping. I actually have a style guide that has a couple different sections to it. And one of the sections is how to be a better shopper. And within that, you know, I'm a huge proponent of lists. I love making lists. I love checking things off the list. So I have two running lists in my phone. One's a list of needs and one's a list of wants. So when I'm out and about or I'm on Instagram or what have you, and I see something I like that's on trend. So right now, something that's on my want list is cowboy boots. And I'll write it down no matter what. I don't think twice about writing it into that list because then that list is not permanent. It doesn't define anything. But then when it comes, when I go to shop, I'm referring to that list or the list of things that I absolutely need. Like my black jeans don't fit anymore. I need a new pair of black jeans. And my process looks like, okay, I'm in the mood to shop. What's on my list? Let's look and see what's out there. Okay. Are any of these like really resonating with me in the sense that I have to have that in my closet. And a lot of people I'm sure tell themselves that, but like, you know, in your gut, if it's like, I would regret not buying this. Yeah. Like you, it would keep you awake at night. (laughs) Exactly. And so I, that is a serious question that I ask myself, like, would I be okay if I didn't make this purchase today? And then it's a matter of, it's like, no, I have to make this purchase. Okay. Let's say I make this purchase of these cowboy boots. How many times do I actually think I'm going to be wearing these? What are the types of outfits with clothes I have in my closet that I can put together with these boots? Are they something I'm going to want to be wearing multiple times? Do I think they're going to be comfortable? Am I only going to wear them once a year? Am I going to be sick of them after a year? So really thinking through, are these worth it? And I have yet to pull the trigger on any cowboy boots because of this process. And I didn't delete them from 
you know, my want list because I still love them. Every time I see people wearing them, I know. I'm like, I'm the same. So cute. I'm the same. And so that's kind of the process that I go through with anything, new trends, any closet staples. And then if you do end up buying it, it's like, okay, well, what are the chances I might regret buying these if I don't end up wearing them? Am I going to be okay with that? Am I going to be comfortable donating them? Is it going to be something that I'm going to have to resell? And, you know, I'm drawing out this process. It's like actually really quick hitting after you get used to it. But yeah, it's just figuring out what are those questions you need to ask yourself when it comes to any type of trend. And then, you know, are you going to have any type of remorse or buyer's guilt if you do only end up wearing them once? Because that's, I think, something a lot of people struggle with too because of the way our society and fashion and style culture work. It's like, so much buyer's remorse because you think you need to buy the most on-trend everything to be quote relevant. And it's like, no, that's not actually a case. You can, there's 10 new trends going on right now. Find one that works for you. You're still on trend. You know what I'm saying? And so trying to figure out what are those questions that are going to make you stop in your tracks and really think about what you're buying and how you're spending your money. Yeah. I love that. I also feel like you can participate in trends more easily than people think just by the way that you like style the the clothes that you wear like you could have pretty timeless items in your closet and like still dress on trend depending on like how you actually style them or like put your outfits together too right for sure just you know having a really solid base jeans are so important like jeans are never going to go out of style right and it's like having jeans that are comfortable and you feel good in you can style those with different types of shoes for years. You can add jackets. You can add layers. Like There are so many different ways you can put, again, a solid foundation together and then just supplement it with one of the 10 trends happening that really feel good to you or feel like you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One that like specifically comes to mind is how this has been a trend for a while, but like wearing like a button down, like an Oxford or something, and then having like the collar peek out of your sweater and then like the tail peek out at the bottom, like that's kind of a trend right now, but like a button down and a sweater separately, like never go out of style. Right. It's like all about how you put them together. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So something we already talked about was how developing your personal style is like really intertwined with identity and how you see yourself and your personality and stuff. So if you're having a consultation with a client, what is kind of the process of figuring out like nailing down, oh, you really like this type of clothing or like you feel really good in this? Like what is that unraveling kind of process? Sure. So I ask a lot of hard-hitting questions. I think people don't realize how deep this act, this topic can actually be but i you know i want to know what the process looks like when you go to get ready for a normal day maybe that's work did you pick out your outfit the night before are you kind of running late and just winging it before you head out the door what are the feelings you're experiencing when you're doing that and what are what are the frustrations? What are your hangups? Do you feel like you don't have anything to wear? Do you just not like what's in your closet? Are you uncomfortable in those pieces? Like truly getting to the core of what's stopping you from feeling like yourself. And that you know just sparks natural conversation about 
oh, I feel really good when I'm doing this because this part of myself makes me feel really confident. Like for me, it's such a silly thing, but I I like to dress pretty feminine. I don't really like to say girly, but feminine in the sense where I like to accentuate the natural curves of my body. Not always, but that's something that makes me feel really good about myself. And one of those things, funny enough, is like my collarbone, which sounds so silly to say, but it's like, I want to know what makes you feel confident when you get dressed? Like what's your absolute favorite outfit and why? Is it because the color makes you happy? Is it because you like the way it feels on your arms? Is it because you're comfortable in it? And then taking those key words and key feelings and saying, okay, how can we remove everything out of your closet that doesn't make you feel that way without totally getting rid of everything in your closet, right? I want to be realistic. I want to help you. I don't want you to feel like you have to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to rebuild a wardrobe, but how can we get to a point where we're taking out anything that doesn't make you feel this way and looking for things that do make you feel that way? And then because of my exposure and experience in the industry, it's like, okay, well, you like wearing this. You probably like wearing this, this, and this too. Have you ever tried these things on? Here are some stores based on you know, your style that has that type of item that you might be interested in. Do you have one close? Are you comfortable with returning things online? And it's just really taking the time, which is my favorite part, to get to know the people I'm working with, what their pain points are, and helping them, you know, create a better foundation for it. Yeah. And so then what do you see like with your clients once you guys have done that discovery process and they're like starting to wear pieces that do make them feel good? Like what are the outcomes or like how do they feel after that? What do they say to you? Yeah. A lot of the people I work with, it just like warms my heart so much. They're like, I love getting ready for this. I you know, don't have any more anxiety when it comes to getting ready for anything. I no longer feel scared to return something if I actually don't like it. I feel like, you know, I haven't experienced buyer's remorse in the last six months to a year. And they truly are like, I just feel like myself. I feel finally like I'm on my way to becoming myself. One of my very first clients I ever worked with, she had a really, really, really hard time wearing anything outside of black and white, but she wanted to. And she's like, I don't know if I'm scared that I'm going to mismatch things or what. And so we created a plan for her where, you know, I was like, well, these colors work really well together. And it's like a slow progression of like adding more colors and how to make sure they're interacting right. And, you know, you love to wear skinny jeans. Here's how you can style a cardigan with it, an oversized sweater, a fitted sweater, stuff like that. And she will still send me pictures and is like, oh my gosh, I love, like, look at this outfit I put together. I thought, I thought of you when I did it. And it's just like, these people just like feel so confident and they're happier. And that's my end goal is just, I'm helping you dig deep within yourself to do something you already know how to do. I'm just pulling you out of this place of anxiety and frustration and overwhelm to get to a place of comfortability. So then you can continue moving forward until you're like totally confident in doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it sounds like 
silly to some people are like over dramatic, but I really think feeling confident in the clothes that you wear is like a life changing experience because it's, it changes how you show up in the world. Right. And like Absolutely. how you show up is how then you behave differently. You relate to people differently. People see you differently. Like when you feel confident and when your like insides are reflected on the outside, like, oh, today I, I never really have like pigtail braids, but today I have like French pigtail braids and I'm kind of digging it. But then I like answered the door to sign for a wine delivery. And he was like, you're 21, right? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. This is like, don't mind these. But like, yeah. <laughs> so like people just interpret us so differently depending on how we look. And that was like just a random reminder, but I really think it's a life-changing thing to feel good in your clothes. I agree. And some people misunderstand that in saying like, you can't wear athleisure every day, right? Or like you have to be getting dressed up, which is not the case at all. If you feel comfortable in sweats and a sweatshirt, well, let me help you find the best ones for you, you know? And it's not saying you have to be dressed to the nines every single day. Like I don't do that. I'm in comfy clothes 90% of the time. It's just learning how to feel good in whatever types of clothes it is that you like to wear. Or if you don't want to dress up, how to feel confident not doing it because society puts a ton of pressure on like what you're supposed to be wearing, how you're supposed to be wearing it. It's like, no, it's really up to you. You get to decide, especially I know corporate America is a little bit different because there are some rules and expectations that companies put on their employees. But I mean, it's only getting more and more lax. And so why not take this opportunity to push the envelope a little bit and wear what makes you feel comfortable? I did that when I'm still in corporate America a little bit, but I work remote 100% of the time. So I get to be flexible when I was in the office. You know, I pretty much tried to wear whatever I felt comfortable in. And if my superiors didn't like it like they're gonna say something to me but I'm I mean I'm not dressing super inappropriately but you know wearing things that feel good for me and doing it for myself and nobody else so if people feel like they're drawn to like experiment more with their style but they're afraid of uh, like the judgment from other people do you have any specific advice around that I think my the advice that I give people who ask or clients, I guess, who are asking me questions like that, it's like, find your people. It might be a sister, a best friend. It can be one person. It can be a group. It can be just someone that you're following on social media and tell them straight up like that you need them to be like your cheerleader and help you feel good when you're trying new things. And I don't know, like, you know, Chloe, one of my best friends and your close friend as well. And she knows this about me and vice versa. It's like, sometimes I try new things and I still need hyped up when I do it. And she will do that for me. I'll be like, what do you think about this? I'm feeling really nervous. And she'll be like, oh my God, I love it. This is what I love about it. Or make sure that person is also going to tell you if it's not working, right? If there's something off about it and it's not out of a place of judgment there. It's actually out of a place of, something's not hitting right here. Why don't we try this differently? Honestly, what helps me the most is I follow a handful of influencers and entrepreneurs whose style and lifestyle just aligns really closely with mine. 
and like they're my inspiration because they're they're a little bit fearless when it comes to it, right? And I think they probably have people that they follow who are a little bit fearless. And it's like this chain of events of people who just like don't give a shit what anybody else thinks because you're not here on not to get like philosophical, but like you're not here on this earth to please those people. So what they think it shouldn't matter. And I know it's way easier said than done, but similar to the shopping process, getting ready process, it takes time to retrain your brain to think that like you are dressing and getting ready for you and you alone. And that will help you continue to find that inner confidence. Yeah. I love what you said about like adding other influences because I think it's so easy to get stuck in your bubble like if you live in a small town or if like you're the place that you work is like very conservative or like whatever then it's so easy to just like get feel kind of suffocated by that but there are so many other sources of inspiration and like so many people who are pushing the limits and like who are experimenting and expressing themselves and so if you broaden like that horizon, you start realizing that like, oh, your judgmental coworker like actually isn't shit and like you should do you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you're allowed to like also outgrow those people that you've always been following. I have done that time and time again. Actually, there's an influencer I used to follow three years ago and probably was like one of the top five accounts I was engaging with. Like loved her style, loved what she was doing, loved how she talked about stuff. But then when I realized, you know, I'm trying to fit into a box that I don't belong in and you are currently in that box, I unfollowed her. But I actually just re-followed her again like two months ago because it's like, okay, I'm finally in a place where I can use like your page as inspiration without feeling like I'm trying to be you. But yeah. It's so important. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you just like a couple rapid fire curiosity questions because okay. people are curious where, and this is independent or individual based on like your personal style, but what are your go-to places to shop either like online or in person? Okay. My go-to places to shop online or in person are Abercrombie & Fitch, Zara, H&M. I am super loyal to Just Fab for shoes. I've been shopping there for shoes for like four years and majority of my booties are from there. I think those are my top stores for sure. Okay. Is there anything that's like on trend or popular right now that you wish would go away? Oh my gosh. Low rise jeans. I think Uh, they're disgusting. (laughs) Please never come back. Like I can do the butterfly clips. I can do all the other 90s things or the 2000s things, I guess, I can't do the low rise. I me neither. It. it gives me heebie-jeebies. So yeah, I it will be really hard to ever get me back onto that trend. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you could have like an unlimited gift card to anywhere, where would it be? Oh my gosh, that is tough. Funny enough, I think I would choose a athletic brand, Balance Athletic. <laughs> love them. Love them. I honestly, I am all over the place when it comes to athletic wear. You know, I do HIIT workouts regularly, Pilates workouts. And so I'm, I want to be comfortable when I'm working out. Yeah. And there's one Amazon brand that I really like, really affordable. It's called Crazy Yoga. Highly recommend. Great yoga pants. Good to know. But I tried balance athletic our friend chloe loves their stuff and ever since 
I, I'm hard pressed to buy anything I know. else. It's so good. They so nail them. it. They, they do every it. time. I told Taylor that the other day. Well, like a month ago. We don't talk that much, but I was like, oh my God, you need to stop coming out with new launches because like y'all never miss. Like You're taking all <laughs> of my money every single time. When we are recording this, it was just their Black Friday sale and I definitely did not hold mm. back. Yeah, same. Mm. It's like I can't help it with them. Yeah. Okay. Love that. And then what are your thoughts on like luxury and designer and like buying labels like are you for it not for it I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to it I think if 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 it comes from a place of pure interest and like adoration like I love handbags and shoes it's been my thing since I was a little girl and so designer handbags for me is like end game, right? Like that's all I want to buy. That's all I want to carry, but I'm not doing it because I care that somebody sees I'm carrying a designer handbag. I'm doing it because it truly fills my cup and makes me feel really good. But when it comes to like the jackets I'm wearing, the belt I have on, the shoes I'm wearing, honestly, I I don't really care, but also teach their own. So like, the, I think that there's this weird space where there's a bit of judgment both ways people judging those who do love and wear designer and people who love and wear designer judging those who don't. It's like, why, why do we got this going on? It makes why can't really we all just like do our thing? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, for me, it's like some designer stuff. I see it now in where I'm at in my life as almost like a reward for myself. Like, but, but that's because something it's something I really want. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really indifferent about it. I could go with or without. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a few designer handbags that are really like special to me, but all of them were things that I like thought long and hard about and like wanted for a long time. And like, I also, I'm like you, I grew up like looking at them. I literally had a purse forum account. Do you know what the purse forum is? I do not. Okay. It was like before social media was really big, like forums were really big. Like that was uh-huh. like pre-social media. I remember being in middle school, like scrolling through the purse or was it, is it the purse blog? It might be the purse blog, but it's like a forum. Yeah, and yeah. I remember scrolling through being like, oh my God, I can't wait to have a blah, blah, blah. Like when I'm older, like I, w- I wouldn't yes. post in the forum, but I just remember like drooling over everyone's bags. And I don't know why I was just always so Absolutely. drawn to them. So now Me it's really too. fun to be an adult with like adult money and like actually have the opportunity to like buy that stuff if I want to. Me too. I do. I do truly believe that there are some brands and they don't even have to be designer, but just nice brands that you purchase their things and it's like high quality. And you can tell because a lot of people ask me about like quality over saving money. And I understand budgets look different for everybody, but there are some things where I'm like, if you can invest in a really good coat, you will be able to tell the quality of it. And I understand that's not, not everybody's capable of doing it, but like you can tell, but when it comes to like sweaters, I have, you know, a $200 sweater that I like just as much as a $30 sweater from H and M. And so for me, those things, it's like, I don't always get it when it comes to, you know, feeling the need to spend a ton of money on something that like, I love the quality of the $30 sweater. If that makes me wrong, you know, I don't want to be right. (laughs) (laughs) It's 
it's almost like everything just comes back to intentionality. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Amazing. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we covered so many just helpful and like empowering pieces of developing your personal style and connecting that with identity and even some entrepreneurship stuff. Now that people have like a taste of Brie, like where do they find more? What's your TikTok? What's your Instagram? If they want to work with you, where do they go? Yeah, for sure. So I am on TikTok and Instagram at Brie.Hull, H-U-L-L. And I guess my first name is spelled B-R-I. And I share pretty much daily on both platforms, whether it's outfit ideas. I'm way more lifestyle focused, I guess, on Instagram. Like you really get to know me there. (laughs) TikTok's a little bit more fun and creative space for me. But in terms of working together, you can find some more information about my style services on my website. It's brehole.com. There's a couple of different things that I offer. There's a free color palette closet quiz actually on my website. So it helps you find some basic colors that could be part of your color palette. The style guide that I mentioned is linked on my website as well. I also do some styling services for entrepreneurs. So I know you you work in this space and that's one of my favorite things to do is style photo shoots. So yeah, that's where you can find me, what you can find. And honestly, if you ever have questions, I'm pretty active in my DMs. And so if you have questions or want links, you can find that on my Instagram or just send me a DM. Amazing. Thank you so yeah. much, Bree. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. 